Welcome in, everybody. How is everyone doing today? I am Mr. Merka, the Bearded Truth, Jason Lyon. Thank you guys all for being here today. Uh, hope you guys have been well. Hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed your weekend and uh, you guys are feeling refreshed. You're ready to go because tonight I've got a bunch of stuff for you guys. So if you guys wouldn't mind, thank you guys all who've already shared this out. But if you guys would like to take a quick moment, share this out for your friends and your family. And one second, I've got to open a can of soda. All right, now that we're now that we're good to go, um, you know, you gotta stay refreshed with the with the Dr Pepper cherry. But thank you guys all for the support. Thank you guys everyone for for giving the shout outs. Um, big huge thanks to the wonderful Pat for dropping a line, a huge line um, last night, dropping some uh, a bill that we're gonna be talking about. Um, we'll also talk, we'll, we'll catch everybody up on what's going on with Mexico and, and Trump. Cause we talked about that on Friday night of what's going on down there. Um, and, and that involvement there and, uh, YouTube is coming out and destroying anything that has to do with Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. And so, uh, of course this has got to be the big point. This has got to be something that we've got to talk about. Is there, is there a, a reason? Is there just reason for, uh, for censoring history and so we will get into all of that and much much more so thank you guys all for joining in tonight if you guys if this is your first time here my name is mr Merka, the bearded truth jason lyon i am your neighborhood friendly libertarian talking to you about the politics and social issues um that not only around here in this country but also around the world uh bringing it back from the powers of of the tyrannical government and bringing it back to you the individual I uh, want to give a big shout out and a big thanks to Muddy Waters Media for giving me a platform to voice my opinions, my views, and my stances on things that are going on. Uh, so big thanks to uh, Spike and Matt. If you guys are, are following us on whatever platform it is, you can follow us on all of our platforms. Um, first off, you can find this episode and all of our previous episodes on muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And those are, that's under the name of Muddy Waters of Freedom. Follow us on Periscope and Twitter. That's at muddied underscore waters. And of course, if you catch this, catch this later and you don't want to sit down and watch watch my ugly mug all day, um, you could take us on your podcast app. And check us out on Anchor FM, on Spotify. Basically, anywhere you find a podcast, you can find us on there at Muddy Waters of Freedom. So you could tune in to us anywhere and everywhere. Thank you guys all for being here. I'm realizing my chat app is not wanting to function properly, or you guys are just being absolutely silent today. Um, I, I'm sure it's probably the former. But thank you guys all for being here. I'm opening up some of the apps to make sure that I'm, I'm tuning in with you guys um, to catch up with your comments on some of the platforms. I can't catch them all, but I'll catch, I'll catch as many as we can. Um, so thank you guys all for being here. I'm excited for tonight. There's a lot of good stuff and a lot of horrible, uh, egregious, just ugh, stuff that we have to get through. Um, I apologize for anyone who gets offended, who gets angered, who gets upset during this, um, because it is the stuff that we're about to get through is not stuff that uh, leaves you warm and fuzzy at the end. So we will, we will see. Um, I first want to start off with we recently I'm actually wearing a shirt that is by a company 
who sells suppressors. Um, so I first want to go off on to the Supreme Court on Monday today rebuffed a challenge to a federal law that requires regulations of gun silencers. They were talking about the NFA, the National Firearms Act. Um, this was passed, originally enacted in 1934, and has since then gone under, gone, undergone, wow, I can't speak tonight, uh, undergone many revisions, and one of those is actually is about silencers. So the Supreme Court today said, no, 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 we're not going to touch this. We're not going to touch this because there was a, a man down in Kansas who had thought it was legal for him to purchase a suppressor and a couple firearms um, in, in, in Kansas from a, a gun law that was passed in 2013. The Supreme Court doesn't want to touch this topic, especially after the recent event down there in Virginia Beach where a man shot up a place, a lefty uh, shot up the place, killed a couple people. Um, they don't want to touch the suppressors right now, and and I understand that, but you have to make a stand. You have to make a defense of this because the precedent there is disgusting. If you allow for silencers or suppressors, and honestly, it's synonymous. One's the legal, one's the technical. Um, if you allow this precedent that accessories continually can be banned, eventually uh, we're going to be looking at magazines being banned. We're going to be looking at scopes being banned. We're going to be looking at at anything and everything other than the the lower of a firearm being banned, and that's just not acceptable. Um, because then your your right to keep and bear arms was completely infringed upon. But I don't want to. I don't want to dwell for too long on this. But the idea that you can't have a suppressor and all a suppressor does is silences the gun a little bit. It doesn't make it silent. It doesn't do the Hollywood thing where it's pew pew pew. No, these these things are still very loud. And and if you're shooting a caliber of five five six or a seven six two, um, and you're not wearing hearing protection when you're when you're firing, you're still going to get permanent hearing damage. So uh, it's sad that the. Supreme Court that's supposed to be standing up for the Second Amendment with the new additions of both Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Gorsuch that they didn't want to touch this. I wish that they would have and and took a stand or took a stand for uh for the Second Amendment and for the people uh of this country to really start working on repealing the NFA, but state is gonna state. So <clears throat> we continue on. The first Nazi story. We've got three of them tonight, boys and girls. The first Nazi story, Detroit Pride Parade interrupted by neo-Nazi group. The Detroit Pride Parade Saturday was reportedly interrupted by a group of white nationalists carrying weapons and performing Nazi salutes. Fox News reported the arrival of members from the National Socialist Movement, or NSM, and it sparked outrage at the annual march. Images circulating on social media appear to show a white nationalist ripping apart a rainbow flag and another urinating on an Israeli flag. Hmm. You know who's really in support of of Israel, like as a as a general movement, as a general ideology? The right. You know who's usually on the left? Socialists. National socialism, uh, nationalism and socialism in, in many ways are synonymous. If you want to nationalize something, you're socializing it. You're, you're doing it within the border of that country. Um, but these people go out and, and truly act in a disgusting manner and, and certainly worthy of, of condemnation. The SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center, a disgusting group that, uh, really doesn't have very many principles classifies the NSM as one of the largest neo-Nazi organizations in the country. They won't specify how many people. 
They won't specify how many people there are because when you look at the numbers, when you look at the sheer numbers, there are more people in Antifa than in the NSM. There are more people that have committed acts of violence outside of this group than than are what within it. But yet we have this this hypersensitivity because they're Nazis. And and certainly Nazis are worth condemning. But at the same time, what we see from the media, what we see from the press, what we see from the schools, what we see from, from colleges, what we see from, from politicians is this this narrow sight um, being magnified onto white supremacy on, on uh, Nazism or National Socialism. And we see them focusing so heavily on that one specific topic that they have blinders for everything else that is going on in this country that are absolutely atrocious. <clears throat> Pardon me. No one was reported as injured from the event, and there was no clash between the white nationalist groups and participants of the Pride Parade. Now, now that we've talked a little bit about the Pride Parade, I, I have not covered this this June, so it's it's time that I, I, I do the usual spiel of what it is about the Pride Parade, about the Straight Parade, about the Parade of the Parade, of, about the protest of the Parade of the Parade, of the protest of the protest of the parades, and everything else. These are all stupid, right? Because... At the core of, of whenever people talk about uh, homosexuality, bisexuality, whatever kind of sexuality it is, oftentimes, oftentimes we look at that as they were born that way. So if the argument is that you're born that way, why are you pride or why are you proud of something that you had no say in? Um, so I think that the the straight parade is dumb and i think the pride parade is dumb because i think that when we look at this um as a as an overarching thing sure right there are people that commit atrocities against um people who don't identify or people who are um outside the quote unquote normal sexuality sure there's a lot of disgusting people out there but when you when you take these parades and you go well, I'm proud of this, and so I'm going to go out there and march, and, and I'm going to create a ruckus in some ways, and I'm going to be in your face about stuff. Um, all you're doing is trying to – you spur up more animosity than than any form of unity. Um, I'm, this really is – this really does feel like whether it's the straight parade, the, the pride parade, or whatever kind of parade it is, it really looks as if people are out there just basically saying, look, I am a participation trophy. I have feelings. I am doing stuff. Look at me. Everybody pay attention to me. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. And at the end of the day, what have you accomplished with it? I hope that sometime in the future, hopefully we can go through another evolution where people go, what am I accomplishing by doing this step? What am I accomplishing by having this parade? Am I changing the hearts and minds of anyone? No. Because the people who already disagreed with me, they still disagree with me. The people who agreed with me already agree with me. I didn't change anything in the world. I didn't do anything whatsoever. Did I protest against countries that uh, commit atrocities against uh, homosexuals? No, I didn't do that. I walked down the streets of Manhattan with, the, with 500 other people. With a thousand other people. And we, we waved our flags. Woo! Magic Skycloth. Coming at you. The, these parades are just so entirely stupid. And it, if you have pride in, because you got involved with them, 
power to you, I guess. I don't know. I just, I've never understood the entire drive behind those things. It just doesn't make sense at all. Mm. I almost forgot this. I almost forgot to do this. So, I can't blow up the picture enough. Today, I, I, I truly do need your help. I need everybody's help because I've never been in a situation like this. In all of my my time um, while being labeled as a libertarian and all my time of, of believing in the individual, of believing in small government and, and, and having control at the individual level and um, localizing uh, the control as much as possible, I ran into something today that I've never, never understood how to handle. And that is... Somebody called me a true libertarian. <laughs> I've been called a not real libertarian. I've been told that time and time again. I've been told that I'm never, I, I don't know enough, that I, I'm too simple-minded, that I'm just a contrarian, that I'm just here for the controversy. I've never been told I'm a true libertarian. And so I don't know what the proper response is. I don't know how to handle this. And if you guys can give me any advice, give me any uh, consolation on this, I, I I would be deeply, deeply grateful. Um so somebody somebody out there, you guys are all smarter than me. You guys can help me out with this. Back to the Nazis. Back to the Nazis. All right. So YouTube. YouTube is deleting videos on Nazi history as part of its hate speech crackdown. <laughs> Proper response. Incorrect. That would be Spike Cohen. Mm. Uh, YouTube is deleting videos on Nazi history as part of its hate speech crackdown. The news, YouTube announced new rules around hate speech on Wednesday that would prohibit videos pro, uh, promoting Nazi ideology or denying the existence of the Holocaust or other well-documented violent events such like the school shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School. I think that was a really pointed jab towards uh, Mr. Alex Jones, if you guys have still been following that. Um, oh, it absolutely was a, a compliment. I, I was very grateful for the man. Did not send him a personal message. I need to do that. Uh, but, you know, they, they got to say, like the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Um, if you guys don't, if you guys don't remember back to like two or three months ago, Alex Jones actually was going into, was facing a lawsuit because he had victimized people. Uh, he had victimized the families of Sandy Hook. Because when he was saying the evidence that he was following said that it was not a real event or that it was a false flag, that it was it was just there to push gun control, um, that he had actually victimized people, and so because of that there was there was outrage, there was there was victimizing, and um, because of the the wrongful doing of his words, he actually was was facing a lawsuit. And, and this was something that if you guys are following me, you guys following Boogie Bumper, um, we, we, we covered this. And I think Boogie really hammered it home and, and did quite a great job. So if you guys haven't been following Boogie Bumper, um, you can find him on Periscope at Boogie Bumper. And you can find him on YouTube at The Daily Boogie. Um, make sure to tune into him. But, yes, so they're tearing down. Tearing down videos that are promoting Nazi ideology or denying the existence of the Holocaust. Now, a part of this, they're also removing just Nazi videos outright. When Hitler speaks, Hitler espouses Nazi ideologies. So, gotta tear it down, YouTube says. YouTube starts tearing this down. And what does that mean? That means that we now, in the future, don't get to know what's in the past. So, how do you, how do you prevent repeating the past well you got to look at the past 
So YouTube, coming out, burning the books, and destroying it all. This... I'm going to continue on with this with this article. It's from Technology Review. Hate speech and, and how to police it isn't a new issue for YouTube or other social platforms, but this just shows how fraught and complex the balance is, and the highlights and the risks of unintended consequences when policies and algorithms are tweaked. It's also a reminder of just how much power big tech companies have as gatekeepers of the materials we consume online. This complexity does not excuse YouTube, from which is owned by Google, of its responsibilities. This week, the New York Times revealed its recommendation engine, which drives 70% of all of its views, has made it easier for pedophiles to find videos of children. A senator said that YouTube should just outright stop recommending any videos of minors, but given that a large chunk of YouTube's audience is kids, the company is unlikely to take that step. It has also flip-flopped over whether to ban a right-wing personality for harassing a gay Latino journalist. If you guys are not familiar with that reference, that is with the Louder with Crowder show, Steven Crowder himself, going after one of the Vox writers um, in, in, in a comedic fashion and the way that Louder with Crowder has always been, um, p- makes fun of, of the man's sexuality. And, and he does what... Any comedian does, and that is exaggerate things in order to to make them funny and make them make them uh, make it to where people can laugh at them. And and certainly, right, you can get offended like the journalist did, and you can call for people to 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 be silenced and to be banned and to be taken off the platform, just the same as this journalist did. But in the end of the day, YouTube's response was just that they were going to demonetize. Louder with Crowder, and their response was actually was quite. Um, it was it, it was better than I thought it would have been. Here is YouTube's response. Thanks again for taking the time to share all of this information with us. We take allegations of harassment very seriously. We know that it is important and impacts a lot of people. Our team spent the last few days conducting an in-depth review of the videos flagged to us all louder with Crowder, and while we found language that was clearly hurtful, people's feelings were hurt, the videos as posted don't violate our policies. We've included more info below to explain this decision. As an open platform, it's crucial for us to allow everyone from creators to journalists to late-night TV hosts to express their opinions within the scope of our policies. Opinions can be deeply offensive, and if they don't violate our policies, they'll remain on our site. Even if a video remains on our site, it doesn't mean we endorse or support that viewpoint. There are other aspects of the channel that we're still evaluating will be touched with any further updates. Since then, that's when they found out that they can demonetize him, and uh, that's what they have done. So, Louder with Crowder, if he's if he's one of the guys you guys like getting information from, content from, make sure you guys follow him over at louderwithcrowder.com. Help support him. Join the Mug Club. Um, you know, keep, keep him rolling on. He's He's... He's got some good information. He's, he does really good research on a lot of topics, and uh, he really does do a, a very strong pushback against the left. Um, so YouTube coming out and saying, look, it's freedom of speech. You can say what you want. You're within our policies. We don't have to like it. We don't have to agree with it. Um, but Carlos Maza is, ooh, he's so upset because much like, much like when um, 
Well, well, I mean, obviously, if you guys have been following Louder the Crowder, he's got the shirt. Uh, socialism is for fags. Honestly, uh, Louder the Crowder does focus a little bit on, on being against um, homosexuality because there is more homosexuality, I feel, um, on the left than there is on the right. And, and I mean, honestly, the left is such a whiny bunch of bitches. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? I'm probably allowed to say that. Um, that it, it, it's just warranted. It's just warranted sometimes to to crack some easy jokes at them because we know that it comes so heavily from the left as well. Um, it's been one of those petty things of partisanship of, of views. I would rather just destroy your entire ideology rather than just uh, to go after you. Other people go for the low hanging fruit. Um, but YouTube coming through, deleting Nazi history, deleting actual history in the name of of protecting somebody's opinions or or feelings. This is this is how you repeat the history. This is how you you destroy the future is by not allowing us to learn from the past. And the trifecta, the third Nazi, the third Nazi story. I gave I gave you three of them in the title. Is what I do. The third one is a Senate bill, and I know, I know that um, that Pat has been waiting for this, and I know Pat's probably going to share this out right now. And uh, this is a bill coming from the Senate. So, if you guys haven't already shared this out, um, please do right now. Give give some support, and uh, we will go through this as well. And and Pat, if you're interested, I would love to open up the phone line for you after I go through this and give you an opportunity, or anyone who wants to respond to this bill um, in in your own views. We're gonna I'm gonna crank through um, the heavy gist of it, so you guys can understand what this what this bill is about, um, and it's all about protecting. That's that's the that's the purpose that they're trying to convey. Because the bill is to authorize a dedicated domestic terrorism offices within the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, and the FBI to analyze and monitor domestic terrorist activity and require the federal government to take steps to prevent domestic terrorism. The federal government and state governments have been working to prevent school shootings. School shootings still occur. The federal government and state governments have been working in, in tirelessly trying to take steps to prevent drugs from moving around your streets, from getting into the prison systems. They have failed. Do you think that the federal government or the states are going to be able to prevent domestic terrorism? Of course not. Especially, especially when you push out bills like this. That really don't get to the core of what it is that you are trying to fight against. If you want to fight against divisiveness, if you want to fight against hate, you want to you, you want to make a change. This bill is not it. It's one of those. I understand your intent, and your intent may be good. I, I will I will take out the malice that I see throughout this bill. If you're even if your intent is good, the outcome of this bill will never be the result of what you want. <sighs> so, the short title is the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2019. And the findings, Congress finds the following. Ah, oh, here, let me actually before we get into this, I want to give you who who is supporting this. 
Mr. Durbin for himself, Mr. Blumenthal, Mr. Booker. So there's one presidential candidate. Mr. Cardin, Mr. Coons, Miss Miss Duckworth, Mrs. Harris, Kamala Harris. That's two. Mr. Kane, former vice president candidate. Mrs. Klobuchar, Mr. Uh, Markey, Mr. Whitehouse, and Mr. Sanders, and Mr. Schatz, and Mr. Reed. So we have four senators of the Democratic persuasion that are running for president that are pushing this bill. It's going to be important to talk about later. Congress finds the following. White supremacists and other far-right-wing extremists are the most significant domestic terrorism threat facing the United States. It's just the white supremacists, guys. There's nobody else committing crimes. Nobody recently has ever shot up a school that was on the left, that was a trance. That never happened. Um, no one was shot up Virginia Beach that was left. That's that's never a problem. Um, you know, these church shootings that just recently happened. Yeah, you know, looking at their manifestos, you can find out, yeah, they were a little bit left-leaning. It's it's far right wing, guys. It's far right wing and it's white supremacy. That's what the problem is, guys. It's not that we we have our blinders on and that we're trying to focus on one group. It's 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 that group and that group alone that is the problem. So they go through here and they they list a bunch of fatal terrorist attacks by far right wing extremists. They talk about multiple events, and and many of these events, if you actually look at the concrete evidence of these cases, you would find out that some of these people are not on the right. They're not far right. They're not right. They're not conservative. They're not neoconservative. They're not Nazis. They may be nationalists. They may be socialists, but they may be on the left. But it doesn't matter because it's all about the feelings. Let me rile you up by listing one, two, three, four. Actually, here, let's just let's just do it this way. I will make this bigger so that you guys can follow along right along with me. All right. Fatal terrorists. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven events. Eleven events which they spell out. Mass shooting of a Sikh, uh, Guarda in uh, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 2014, Jewish community, uh, 2014, ambush in Las Vegas, uh, 2015, mass shooting at the Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, in which a white supremacist shot and killed nine members of the church. Yes, that's Dylan Roof right there. Um, mass shooting at Planned Parenthood Clinic in Colorado Springs. Um, murder of an African-American man in New York City. Portland, Oregon. White supremacy. Murdered two men. Injured a third. Anti-Muslim is, is far right wing, by the way. Uh, 2017, attack in Charlottesville, Virginia. This one was the uh, individual who drove through, who drove through uh, the crowd of people and killed a woman. And uh, I love this quote here. It does not meet the definition of domestic terrorism in our statute. Uh, The definition there in uh, domestic terrorism 
is very vague, of course, but it also doesn't have any legal ramifications. Something that AOC, if you guys have been following her this week, AOC had to learn that three or four times from one of the uh, individuals that they were interviewing in the House Judiciary. Um, she just doesn't understand that there's... A, while you can label something domestic terrorism, it doesn't mean that there's an actual uh, punishment for it. They're going to hit you on hate crimes. They'll hit you on other other things, but they won't hit you for domestic terrorism itself. It will just be labeled as such. Um, uh, bragged about being a member of the Ku Klux Klan here in July 2018. Uh Let's ignore the fact that the Ku Klux Klan started from the left. Let's ignore the fact that it's been Democrats. Let's ignore that we still have Democrats out there today supporting members of the Ku Klux Klan or former members thereof. Um, yeah. Here's a good one. White nationalist. Uh, the Tree of Life synagogue, we all remember that. But... So they give you a lot of different uh, events in order to say, look, there's a huge problem here. There's a huge problem here. There's people being killed, and, and they list a couple of these these events. And certainly, right, these are all events in which we need to condemn and we need to destroy. Um, but I, there's just so much dishonesty there. All right. <clears throat> In November 2018, the FBI released its annual hate crime incident report, which found that in 2017, hate crimes increased by approximately 17%, including a 23% increase in religion-based hate crimes, an 18% increase in race-based crimes, and a 5% increase in crimes against the LGBT individuals. The total number of reported hate crimes rose for a third consecutive year. That means that they started in 2015, much before Trump came into office, but let's ignore that fact. Uh, the previous year's report found that in 2016, hate crimes increased by almost 5%, including a 19% rise in hate crimes against American Muslims. Additionally, the hate crimes motivated by religious bias in 2016, 53% were anti-Semitic. If I remember correctly, and and forgive me if my memory doesn't serve me well from, I don't know, three weeks ago, um, I, I believe that what we've seen a lot from the left is actual anti-Semitic uh, rhetoric. Now, we could talk about like Ilhan Omar and, and you get into questionable territory there. But what we've seen from large swaths of people on Twitter, on Facebook and everything else, a lot of no names. There's been a couple, couple uh, verified people that they've actually pushed this notion that they push this rhetoric and uh one of them actually just recently got removed from twitter and that was louis farrakhan somebody that has been denounced time and time again as being anti-semitic um but the the way that they take these facts and they they or they take these statistics and they say it's all the far right is just that that virtue signal it's just it's got to be the right it's got to be the right and it it's not. There are hateful people on all sides, and this isn't. Oh, this isn't the Trump taken out of context saying, "Oh, there's good people on both sides." No, there are bad people on both sides. There are hateful people in this world. There are people that are willing to commit violence, willing to kill others in order to advance or in the pursuance of advancing their agenda or their narrative. It just it's just such a a, a, a simple argument. A simple-minded argument to make it towards just one side that is is doing wrong. There's plenty of atrocities 
going around on both sides. Um, they also mentioned the uh, the Alnor uh, Mosque and Linwood Mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand, because nothing hits home like New Zealand's shooting. Um, and that one was one where the guy, the manifesto itself, and we went through that manifesto uh, quite quite a nauseum. Um, the guy thought China was the best government. China, completely far right wing extremist, far right extremist. You love China. You love the uh, the communism. You love the absolute government control. You love having that to where you 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 don't get to hear things. He wanted to push for gun control. He wanted to do a lot of things. So let's just put him in here because let's let's ignore the facts of the of the. Of the situation, and let's just keep going with our feelings. And they continue on with a couple more of those. Um, within this, within this, um, we'll ignore definitions for the time. So, authorization of offices to monitor, analyze, investigate, and prosecute domestic terrorism. They'll have a domestic terrorism unit um, in the Office of Intelligence and, uh, and Analysis of the Department of Homeland Security, which shall be responsible for monitoring and analyzing do- domestic terrorism activity, i.e. they're willing to say, DHS, go ahead. You can go ahead and violate people's Fourth Amendment. Let's just go ahead. And in the sake of security, in the sake of, of worried about the harm that potentially could be coming, um, we're just going to forfeit people's rights. We're just going to say you don't have the right to to your own privacy in your own home, to um, whatever platforms you utilize. If you exist in this country, you have forfeited your privacy. Um, So DHS is going to be going on this way. Um, Domestic Terrorism Office. There's a Domestic Terrorism Office in Counterterrorism Section of the um, the National Security Division of the Department of Justice, which shall be responsible for investigating, prosecuting incidents of domestic terrorism, already done, and which shall be headed by the Domestic Terrorism Council. Um, domestic Terrorism Section of the FBI. So we're going to have the FBI, the DOJ, the uh, Department of Homeland Security, all coming together. These are three departments that really don't have much faith from the American public. So let's just give them more power, more authority to, to intervene into your life, to have a little bit more control, to have a little bit more of their finger up your bungle. Um, because, because fear. Because fear. All right. Here's where we get into an interesting point. Um, I've got to I've got to blow this one up for you guys. I've got to blow this one up for you guys. All right, here we go. So, each report sh- submitted under paragraph 1 shall include an assessment of the domestic terrorism threat posed by white supremacists and neo-Nazis including white supremacists and neo-Nazi infiltration of federal, state and local law enforcement agencies and the uniformed services. Now, at at if you believe that this is in good intent, I wouldn't buy it. But you you can have your thoughts and your views on this, right? Remember that we have four four um, presidential candidates who are signing in on this bill. We have uh, this is only being supported by Democrats right now. And if we remember all the way back to today, 
we look back at the way that Trump has been portrayed, President Trump, somebody that I don't agree with on a lot of things, somebody that I agree with on some things, um, but the way that he's been portrayed time and time again is right there. White supremacist, neo-Nazi, uh, he's fascist, he's Hitler, he's this, he's that, and the other. So let's just have it to where they send reports and they say, look, this guy has infiltrated the federal Government. He has infiltrated the federal government. And so uh, let's just, let's tear him down. The Mueller report didn't work. The Mueller report backfired heavily. What's our backup plan? Well, we'll just go after, we'll go after that white supremacy. Go after that white supremacy. I had not seen the article um, from the New York Times. If you, if you could send that to me, I would go, whew. I would appreciate that. In the first report, an analysis of incidents or attempted incidents of domestic terrorism that have occurred in the United States since April 19th, 1995. So ignore what happened on April 18th. I got to look into that. I I should have looked into that. I wonder what happened on April 18th, 1995. Probably giant lefty domestic terrorism. I'm kidding. Um, There's, there's the conspiracy for you guys. Um, So they're going to quantify, qualify, and everything else. Now, within this, they also have hate crimes. In compiling a joint report under subsection, the domestic terrorism offices authorized under paragraphs 1, 2, 3, subsection A, shall in uh, consultation with the Civil Rights Division of the DOJ and the Civil Rights Unit of the FBI review each hate crime incident report during the preceding year to determine whether the institute Incident also constitutes a domestic terrorism-related incident. So commit a hate crime, and, and they may be trying to, trying to fill you in to make you also a domestic terrorism. So all you bigots out there, all you people hating based on sexual orientation, gender, uh, religion, uh, skin color, age, what, what else is there? What what other things can we can we throw into this? Uh, color, type of vehicle you drive, whatever 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 we're adding to it these days, um, that may potentially lead you to be in domestic terrorism. Good. Now the problem is, the whole entire big problem behind this is that if we look at this bill in its in 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 its entirety, we really don't have very many definitions. Now I I, I did I realize I did. Ignore the definitions um, for covering this. Uh, term director, term domestic terrorism has a meaning given in section 230 or 2331 of Title 18, except that it does not include acts perpetr- or perpetrated by individuals associated with or inspired by a foreign person or organization, an individual organization uh, designated under executive order, a state sponsor of terrorism. Uh, they also define domestic terrorism executive community uh, committee and the term hate crime incident. So they don't really define what white na- or white nationalism white nationalism is. They don't define what far right means. Um, but they're they're willing to throw these things out there. And so you have to wonder what is hate speech? What is um, the definition of white supremacy of of white nationalism, of far right, because all too all too often what we see from from the left 
um, is an attempt to say that each and every person is far right if they if they are to the right of them. They're extreme far right because they don't they are they're pro life. They're extreme far right because they're pro gun. They're extreme far right because they believe in a smaller government. And so by those bases, um, you will have to where these everyone is going to be looked at. Uh, Loud Earth Crowder is going to get more than just demonetized from YouTube. He's going to get investigated. The FBI is going to be checking in on him because he's far right. Um, there was a, I believe it was the New York Times or the Washington Post that dropped an, an article. And on the title of this article, they had a picture of a newspaper and it had all of these different um, far right wing extremists. On the picture, it had Crowder on there. It had Ben Shapiro. It had Milo Yiannopoulos. It had Rothbard. Hmm. Not Rothbard. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. That was not Rothbard. That was... Uh... Why am I forgetting his name? I am forgetting his name. I'm completely blanking on his name. Oh, I apologize. But it was a, a small little Jewish libertarian... Um, economist, very, very well spoken, and um, Friedman. Thank you, Friedman. So, yes, they had Friedman as a crazy far right extremist. Ah. So imagine being able to utilize this law, getting this passed um, beyond. Beyond the House and Senate, getting it to the president. The president says, yep, I'm surely going to sign this and allow this to uh, to never backfire against me. Um, and now they're just going to be going after everyone, including people that are dead. Friedman is, is sadly gone. No longer espousing his great things. But he's still on YouTube. Hopefully somebody doesn't say that he's a Nazi and YouTube tears him down. Um, but But that... The point that I had made earlier about this pointing about the white supremacists or the white nationalists infiltrating the, the federal government, uh, the state government or law enforcement, this is something that um, I think this will be a point of contention for Republicans because they, as as unintelligent as many of them act and on many occasions i think that they're intelligent enough to realize that they're being caught in a catch-22 if they know that this would be utilized in some capacity in order to create some investigation against the president to continue on hoping that they the uh that they can find a reason to impeach trump and to remove him and to to get him on domestic terrorism for for merely being elected to office um they they won't do that right they won't support this bill they won't sign it um because they're they're not willing to give up that they're not willing to give up trump right so they won't do that now the bad side is right now they're saying look we don't support going after domestic terrorism so now the democrats win they win either way. Either a they get this bill through and then they can create the investigation they can go after president trump or it doesn't go through, and now they get a point at at 
the Republicans, and they get to try to throw eggs on their faces and, and have the public do the same and say, look, they don't care about white supremacy. They don't care about white nationalists. This is why they are the party of white nationalism, why they're the party of of hate and discontent. They just hate people of color. They hate, you know, as they listed in here, they hate people of color. They hate the LGBT. They hate Muslims. They hate this, that, and the other group. And so they, they took all of their feelings and they took all these emotions and they shoved them into this article or into this bill in order to try to, to, to throw it across us. And, and it takes very little very little thought process to look through this and understand that this is nothing more than a partisan smear. This is this is an attack. This is trying to virtue signal to your base while at the same time understanding that 2020 is coming up and you have to find some way, some big thing to go after them. I don't think that Mitch McConnell is going to let this come up for a vote. And I think he'd be... Um, I think that that's the correct decision. This is not something that is going to be good for the country or for, for the people for it to come through. It's it's just – it's entirely filled up with a bunch of garbage and BS. And if you really want to make a change, if you really want to fight against hateful ideology and everything else, how about you stop being divisive yourself? If you want a better world – be the change. Look in the mirror, right? Look, listen to Michael Jackson. Go, go, um, bring him back from the dead. Go listen to Man in the Mirror, and figure out who needs to change. Because if you are going to be divisive, if you are going to work adamantly every single day with great vigor to divide this country, you don't get to stand there and go, "I can't believe this country is so divided." At the end. Everyone always talks about how Trump doesn't unite the country. How Trump hasn't been doing this, that, and the other. And look at the actions that they've been taking. (sighs) Now we are going to be losing out on so much of of everything. I'm going to open up the phone line. Pat, if you're still watching, if you're still tuning in, I would love to hear from you. Um... If not, anyone else is more than welcome to call in. Phone number is 802-671-5328. Let me know your thoughts, your opinions on all of this. Oh, Pat Pat shared it out. Thank you for the the retweet, Pat. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, feel free to, to call in. I would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions on this bill. I will, um, I've got one more story of a follow-up of a follow-up of, of some serious police brutality that has gone on in the past. And uh, I believe we covered this story. I may be wrong. I've covered a lot of police brutality events. Um, but if I did, then this is the beautiful follow-up in which we get to say, hey, look at that. The government was wrong. The police, the law enforcement was wrong. And that's it's always important. It's always important that we hold them accountable and that when they lose, when they fail the people, we should be we should be happy that they're being held accountable, especially when the entire police department gets suspended. All right. I'm surprised we're we're still we're still holding up. I was I was worried. I was worried about tonight's show. Dropping Nazi in the title four times. I was I was worried that it was going to be torn down 
that I was going to, you know, just get absolutely demolished on just not even be able to make it through. Periscope drops me, Facebook drops me, and, and YouTube drops me, and I'm just talking to the ether again. Um, but but nonetheless, here we are. All right. I will leave the phone line up while I cover the story. Um, a video of a raid on an innocent family so disturbing, the entire police department got suspended. In Achille, Oklahoma, a video of Achille police uh, department raiding the home of an innocent family, threatening a husband and wife, and ripping a baby from the mother's arms was apparently so disturbing that the entire department has been suspended. Pardon me. The actions of the officers may now lead to their termination, according to Achille Mayor David Northcutt. Thank you to the mayor. There were several issues which some felt arose in which the warrant was delivered, as well as other actions that occurred at the residence. The video footage consists of cell phone video as well as body camera video and paints a disturbing picture of how police act. On Monday, police were serving a search warrant on the home of Brian Baker after two previous raids on public officials. Prior to the raid on Baker, Council, Councilman Lynn Chambers was arrested in December for meth trafficking and arrest, or possession of weapons during a felony. Also before Chambers' arrest, the mayor was arrested in October for possession of meth. First deg- degree burglary, and on Saturday, he was severely beaten in a, conveni- uh, in a convenience store and hospitalized. Whether or not Baker is associated with the above arrest is unclear. However, the officers who raided his home treated him like he was a mafia kingpin once they smashed in his door and came inside. As the video begins, Baker is sitting on the ground in his underwear. All the officers are armed with AR-15s, which according to Baker, were pointed at his child's face, leaving her traumatized. Babies are threatening, guys. As the officer who looks... I'm not going to read that part. Is handcuffing Baker. He keeps repeating, stop resisting or I'm going to fuck you up. Baker does not appear to be resisting and appears only to be concerned with why the police are there as he's reportedly done nothing wrong. After Baker is handcuffed, police turn their attention to his wife who is holding their small child. As a police officer demand the mother put down the baby, Baker and his wife ask to see the search warrant. It is generally known that police have to tell you that they have a search warrant and are at your house to conduct a search. However, they only have to show you the actual warrant if you ask to see it. Since Baker was no threat and already in handcuffs and his wife was holding a baby, the search warrant should have been produced. But it was not. Put the baby down because you're next, says one of the officers to Baker's wife. The officer then grabs one of the mother's arms and put the cuffs on it before their child is taken from her arms. The couple pleads with the officers to get their parents who live across the street so they can watch their child. The video then ends. Imagine that. Sitting at home, the police break into your house, break down your door, come in, put a gun in your face and your children's face and everyone else. And then you ask them just to to abide by the laws in which they're supposed to be following and upholding of provide me with the search warrant that warrant that gave you permission to come into my house to violate my fourth amendment and they refuse to do that the entire police department is suspended 
and and I don't think that that's far enough. I really don't. You traumatize an entire family over a substance because you believe that they had a substance and you didn't even want to provide the warrant. Now, it doesn't talk about if they actually had the warrant either. It doesn't talk about it. Mm. I couldn't, I could not imagine. I, I, I keep myself, I keep my family safe. I will say that. And I could not imagine sitting by, idly by, while thugs break into my house and threaten not only my life, but my family's life. And being able to sit there and be able to ask for you to provide the the permission under oath or affirmation in accordance with the Fourth Amendment, something that each and every one of these officers swore an oath to, that they couldn't even provide the warrant for this, but they're going to disrupt and destroy part of my life. The stuff like this is so entirely sickening. And what we see from so many people out there, what we see from all these people out there, and, and certainly if you guys go over onto the Muddy Waters uh, Facebook page today, you will see this ad nauseum where people say, but there were drugs involved. But there was potential drugs, that they had drugs, that there was meth. Meth is a horrible drug, and so therefore it's justified. I am not a person that will ever do meth. I will never in the history of ever touch methamphetamines. I won't touch cocaine. I won't touch a a whole litany of of these drugs that you can bring up to me. I won't touch them. But the idea that because you do something that somebody else doesn't like, that your entire family is at risk? What kind of a civilized society is this? Yeah, if we look over at Portugal where they decriminalized all of the drugs, every drug, you name the drug, it's decriminalized in Portugal. Their suicide rates are down. Their their overdose rates are down. Their addiction rates are down. Their crimes in order to obtain more drugs are down. You want to talk about victimizing people? The war on drugs has destroyed more families, more lives, and, and killed more people than the drugs themselves. So when the purpose of the state is there to provide a protection from something, what does it take for us to be protected from the state? What does it take for us to realize that the state is not there for our protection, but for the protection of themselves, to ensure that there's always a necessity for them to exist? They will create the problem in order to say, we will find a solution for it. And they never in the history of ever will solve any of the problems that they have created. The stuff like this, it is the stuff like this that drives me further into the the deep, dark, and beautiful hole that is libertarianism. Because if I am not my own ruler, if I am not free to make my own choices without infringing upon another person, without hurting another person, without aggressing upon another person's private property, person, or anything else, if I cannot be the ruler over myself, then I have already 
then I have already delegated that to somebody else. And if I didn't consent to that, then this is a form of slavery. Then this is a form of, of absolute control. And you can say, well, for the good of the community or the good of this, that, or the other, that's not, it's not a good argument. It's not a good argument at all to say, well, I think that my opinion is so important that my opinion is so good that I get to force it upon you. In a world where we're silencing more speech, in a world where books are being burned, YouTube videos are being torn down, and, and the world around us is collapsing from stupidity, it's about time that we allow better ideas to thrive. And sometimes better ideas mean that there's a little bit more liberty. Because if we go back to Franklin, who made the quote, those who, who sacrifice a little liberty for security will receive neither, right? You don't get either of them. You lose the security, you lose the liberty, well, you lose the liberty for the security, and then the security comes and the security isn't even provided for you. Look at this in our, in our schools, look at this in our, our gun-free zones. 98% of, of mass shootings occur in them. You give up your liberty. And what you're left with, being lame ducks, ripe for the picking. So if you, I don't know how to make it any more clear. The state stands in the way of your own happiness. They stand in the way of you prospering. They stand in the way of, of each and every one of us being the best people that we possibly can be. And it's about time that we make that change. It's about time that we, we actually advocate for a small, limited government. I'm looking at you, conservatives. I'm looking at you, Republicans. It's about time you stand up and you say, I don't care if I agree with you or not, Trump. I don't care how much I agree with you. When you talk about growing the government, it's gone on for too long. No more. Don't keep signing the National Defense Authorization Act, which allows for the incarceration of people without charging them. Don't... Sign on for the Patriot Act, which allows for the NSA for us to lose our security clearances. Don't allow for the TSA to continue on, even though the fact that the only thing that they've been finding is drugs. The only thing that they've been helping support is the war on drugs, of criminalizing people, of putting people in jail, of, of destroying lives of people. That is all that the TSA has been. And, and the TSA was created on the idea that there was terrorism, that because of 9-11, that now we have to protect all of our airports. We can see where each and every little tragedy that happens, they have to, the government has to find a way in order to blow it out of proportion and then use that fear in order to take your rights, your liberties, and your freedoms away in the name of making it more secure and making it more safe. I will protect myself. I will protect my family. I don't need somebody else to. And that's why I live rugged. That's why I, I live in a world where I protect myself. Because I can't trust them to do a damn thing. Name the last system. Name the last program. Name the last war. Name the last conflict. Name the last event that the government has been involved with that it was ran efficiently, effectively, and on time and under budget. Name the last time that that's ever occurred. Don't worry, we'll wait all the entire time of history. We will wait for forever for that incident to occur, and we will continue to wait. The government is not here to help you.
The government is here to make themselves bigger. It's about damn time that we vote in people. If we have to have a system of voting, it's about damn time that we vote in somebody that actually cares about the people and says, look, I care about you enough to give you the power. It's so incredibly stupid to see these big, giant Democrat lefties saying, I care about you so much, I'm going to take more from you. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine telling your kid, hey, you've got an allowance of $10 a week. I care about you so much, I'm going to give you $9 a week. Imagine going to work. And your employer says, look, you were making $20 an hour. I care about you so much. I'm going to give you $19 an hour. Imagine facing a crime. Let's say you punch somebody. And the judge says, look, the maximum is five years, but I care about you so much. I'm going to give you six years. For some reason, when it comes to politics, we punish ourselves even more by voting in bigger government each and every time, or we find a way to go through the mental gymnastics of growing, of growing the government, of growing some aspect of, of, of the government, whether it's the police force, whether it's, it's immigration, whether it's, it's, uh, the taxation, whether it's the roads, whatever it is, right? Healthcare, whatever it is, we justify, well, I like this person, and so they, they must be smarter. You're taking power away from yourself. It's, it's just not good. Jacob LaBelle asks, speaking of Democrats, tell Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard has been making, uh, making headwaves. Um, she has been catching the eyes of a lot of libertarians because she's anti-war. That's about as far as we go with good ideas from Tulsi Gabbard. That's, all the, that's the only thing of value that I've found from her is that she's really adamant against the wars. And I'm 100% on board with that. But outside of that, outside of the war conflict, the woman wants to have a grotesquely large government. And I can't, I can't support her. I, I, <coughs> I know Ron Paul came out and said, look, you know, out of all the Democrats, he's the only one that's anti-war. She's the only one that's talking about something close to resembling libertarianism. And, uh, so he said, you know, he gave that way. But that's, that's as far as we go. That's as far as we go. We should have universal health care. I completely vehemently disagree with that, Troy. You are giving too much power to the government. And the government sucks at everything that it does. Look at the VA. Troy, I want you to look at the VA and tell me the VA is ran efficiently. Tell me it's ran effectively. With 22 veterans per day committing suicide, tell me that that's going to be good. It's cheaper for business owners. So you want to talk about cheap? So when it's cheap, that means the quality is going down. So you want the quality to go down because you can't mandate the quality. You cannot mandate quality. It's, it's economically impossible. Congress writes new laws and doesn't delete any. Yep. Government only grows. Only grows. That's why I was so happy. I was, I was ecstatic when President Trump was averaging 22 laws or regulations being cut for everyone being built in his first year in office. I think since then it's been cut off. Instead, he's looking at, hey, let's impose another tariff. Let's let's involve ourselves there. And which reminds me, I didn't even cover that tonight. So, <laughs> thank you for reminding me on that original revolution. The tariffs. So, President Trump was threatening to impose a five percent tariff, up to a twenty-five percent tariff against Mexico if Mexico did not get on board with the idea of protecting the sovereignty of the nation, of our nation. 
if they were not going to get troops involved, if they were not going to provide border protection down there along their southern border, he was going to impose heavy taxation. He was going to impose these tariffs. Now, the tariffs. Tariffs are taxes. Clearly said. He was going to hurt the Mexican economy. He was going to hurt the American economy. Because when you have less trade, it hurts both sides. It it just, it doesn't, it's not good. And so that was enough to maybe light a a fire under the ass of the Mexican governor or uh, president to actually put out his his ideas or his stances, basically sending 5,600 troops down to the southern border of Mexico, provide protection there, um, install new uh, camps at the northern border of Mexico. That way, whenever we have asylum seekers or we have people coming into our country, they can actually sit in these uh, encampments on the Mexican side while they wait to be processed. And so that way they're outside of the country and, and they can be processed more efficiently. Um, he came out and he threw that out there. So President Trump has revoked the implementation of those those tariffs. I'm glad to see that that is the end result, that we're not going to impose those tariffs. I don't like seeing those uh, seeing any tariffs be imposed because it's just artificial um, involvement from the government on commerce, and that's really not something – you're not supposed to be doing that for – for anything other than the purpose of of paying for your debts. That was the entire purpose of tariffs from the Constitution. And it was supposed to come from Congress and and like most things with the Constitution, it's been ignored, it's been it's been manipulated and it's it's disgusting. Um we continue on with Troy the legend. If it has proper funding it can work. The VA is a small fraction example. So the VA is ran horrifically There are people committing suicide in the VA hospitals, in the parking lots, and outside, and everywhere around uh, because of the poor, absolutely poor treatment that is given to these people, long wait times, not being given uh, actual compassion or care, everything else. The funding doesn't change this. The funding doesn't change that. The funding doesn't make the doctors give a shit. The funding doesn't make it to where you're not giving them testing drugs. These are things that the VA provides to those who are veterans of the United States military. They do not give the good drugs. They do not give the good processes. They are merely guinea pigs for the rest of the country. And you would like to impose that on the rest of the country. I, 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 I realize you may not be, uh, your intent may not be with malice, but that's the only way that I can take it. That you hate all of the American populace so much that you wanted them, you want the American populace treated the same as our veterans from the VA healthcare. That's that's the only way that I can take it. It is absolutely disgusting that anyone would hold that view in any kind of of or hold that view unironically. It, it just it it's despicable. <sighs> but with that, guys, I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna hop off of here. Um, we have a fantastic week lined up for the future. We have Spike and Matt tomorrow night, Tuesday nights, Wednesday night with Spike on My Fellow Americans, Thursday night with the writer's block, Matt Wright, coming on with his fantastic guest. He said he's got a heavy hitter, um, so make sure you guys tune in on Thursday night. Also, also, oh no, oh no, I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking on the name. 
Attorney of Law. Spike, who's the Attorney of Law, and, and why is it his birthday? Uh, I'm blanking. We have we have a wonderful Muddy Waters Media fan. It's his birthday today. I was remembering his name earlier. I had it written down and it is no longer in front of me. But yes. Uh Attorney of Law, Attorney of Law, Attorney of Law. Name's not coming to me. Happy birthday nonetheless. If it's your birthday today, if it was your birthday this weekend, happy birthday. Um and with that guys, I will see you guys this coming upcoming Friday night. Um, 7 p.m. Eastern. I hope you guys all have a great week. Not Sweeney. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I will see you guys on Friday night and see you guys in the comment section uh, Tuesday through Thursday. Make sure you guys like and subscribe any videos you guys see of us and uh, help support us in some way. Thank you guys all for doing so, and I, uh, I'll see you guys here soon. I am Mr. America, the Beard of Truth, Jason Lyon. Have a great week. You did try. You did try, Davey.